Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Asking for a Friend podcast. It's an elder-led ministry of Believers Baptist Church in Emory, Texas. And my name is Duffy Henderson, and I'm your host. The Asking for a Friend podcast exists as a weekly resource for the edification and the benefit of God's people. Here, we hope to provide helpful, thoughtful, and most importantly, biblical material as we address everyday life questions and issues. So if you find this podcast helpful, please take a few moments and share it with someone that you think would also benefit from it. Thank you for listening in today, and may the Lord bless this episode greatly to you as a means of grace for your spiritual growth and your benefit. And I am excited today to kick off a Uh, We're calling it a new season of the podcast. We've taken a little bit of a break over the summer, uh, summer 2023. Uh, We've had a lot of stuff going on at the church. Just uh, we've uh, you and uh, Jason is with me today. He he and Jared have been traveling, uh, all all kinds of ministry happening, health issues, you name it. We've we've just had a, 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 a seems like a really fast summer. So we decided to take a few months off. Uh, just to give that a break, and then we're we're coming back now with uh, weekly episodes. So please tune back in to the to the podcast. Uh, Lord willing, we'll put out a, a weekly episode now, at least up to the December time. And so, uh, looking forward to that. But Jason, welcome back to the Asking for a Friend podcast. How are you this afternoon? I'm good, Duffy. It is good to be back, and it certainly um, feels different. We're we're in, even in a a different venue. Normally, yeah. we're in our conference room around yep. the table. And today, in August of 2023, we are recording in our counseling room. And Jason's sitting on a couch. Yes. What better way to record a podcast? A little more relaxed. (laughs) Yeah. uh, You're right. It has been a busy uh, several months since the uh, end of May or the middle of May. Actually, uh, around the 1st of May, uh, I was in Israel, and then we were in Uganda, Africa, Jared and I. Uh, I was in Colorado, and that was early in July. Most of July, I was out of yeah. the church um, um, ministry here, and so uh, we're we're good to be back. It's it's good to be back, it and is, we're glad is. to be starting the recordings back on this uh, new uh, series. We're calling it uh, our new season, it's rather a new season of the of the podcast. Right. Yeah, yeah, but we've got some things coming up. We do, uh, we oh. do. Let's tell us about those. Tell you. Yeah, so we've got a pretty decent uh, fall calendar for the podcast uh, queued up. I think it will be helpful and profitable for our listeners. Uh, we will be continuing doing the standard podcast form like today. We'll be answering just a basic Bible question. I think those are extremely helpful. Um, and so, again, just, just a reminder, uh, if you ever have a question, listener, uh, to that come that comes across your mind as you're reading, or maybe you hear something from a sermon or anything at all. Please don't hesitate to ask us, and we will be happy to consider that to answer on a podcast in a future date. So that's kind of our bread and butter. But we do have uh, some other stuff that we're we, we're going to be continuing the old dead guys series that we began earlier this year. We've got some. Uh, old dead guys to introduce you to and to discuss uh, later on. Uh, Martin Lloyd Jones. Martin Lloyd Jones will be our uh, first one. Will be our first one. Yes, um, a, a man who has influenced. I know myself, and I know that, uh, uh, Jason as well. Many pastors. Um, someone you need to know uh, about. Uh, yeah, and we've got um, we've got a couple. I, I hope that we have some other guests on in the future. Just a, a little bit more variety, like we did at the beginning of this year. So. We just stick around uh, again, like I've mentioned. Also, as the host, 
uh, every episode may not be particularly interesting to you or relevant maybe to your personal life, but I would encourage you to continue listening in, even if they're not, you know, something that piques your interest, but you may learn something. You may find out something that you, you didn't know before, and it may it may pique your interest in something That's right. that you're not prone to already be uh, reading in or, or learning in. We are uh, doing a, uh, continuing this series that we began earlier in the year um, in regard to BBC distinctives. Oh, yes, and yes. so we've got a couple of our elders that are going to be involved in that That's discussion. right. I forgot about that. Yes, so we, we wanted to, to, it was kind of just a casting a vision for how the podcast can assist the church even further than just asking basic questions. So we have uh, a biannual now uh, uh, new members class. It's happening once in the spring, once in the fall, and we thought that the podcast would be a great way to uh, give new members, prospective members even, some more uh, audio resources about who we are as a church. So uh, Patrick Covington and Kyle Slaymaker, two of our elders, are going to be joining me in the coming months to just discuss some of the things that make BBC distinctive as a church. Uh, so those will be helpful, I think, and interesting. Right. Yeah. right. We um, we did talk about earlier this year the Lord's Supper and baptism. That's right. And we'll be, use both of those audio recordings through the podcast uh, to uh, allow the, the ones who are participating in the new members class to listen to right. teaching on those subjects because we don't always have time. We're, we're doing trying to do a new members class That's in right. about five weeks. Yeah. And... Uh, um, an hour at a time, so it's only about five hours. So we have to get in the things that we think are most important, and certain we think that Lord that the Lord's Supper and baptism are important. Um, but to add to what we're saying in the class, we wanted to pr- supplement. It. it supplements the class time. Yeah, yeah. you ne- you never say everything you want to say or everything that needs to be said. Right. And so those absolutely, it's always helpful to have other extra resources that you can point people to. Right. So, yeah, that's what's coming up in the fall. And, of course, that will uh, – I don't know exactly what we'll do in December. We may do some themed uh, episodes regarding Christmas. Don't know yet. But then we'll have another full calendar for the uh, the new year, January through probably May again. So right. get back in. Get back in the saddle. Jason and I are getting back in the saddle along with some other folks. And uh, So let me, let me segue that into today's episode. Uh, today we're looking at just a, a Bible question. It comes from the book of James. Um, one that I've considered personally, but I know other people have considered. The book of James in general, I think, Jason, wouldn't you agree, is, can be a little tricky at times to read through. and Not really quite sure how to, it seems a little bit uh, discombobulated sometimes, a little bit segmented, like he starts over here and he talks about something over here and they, it doesn't seem to have a lot of relationship between. So it can be a little difficult reading through Galatians. Not Galatians. Galatians is totally different. Right. Uh, the book of James. Right. We're talking about, and so we uh, there's a a particular verse in James chapter one uh, that refers to the crown of life, and that phrase is found in other parts of Scripture. But this particular verse, I think, has had some uh, maybe a little bit challenging at times to understand exactly what James is getting at. And so, Jason, I'm going to toss it over to you. He's got his Bible open, so I would encourage you if you have the ability now. Go ahead and open your Bible to James chapter 1, and that's where we're going to be looking at for a little while. Yes, and I think um, this episode will be coming out September the 5th of 2023, so this will be uh, the day after Labor Day in 2023 that we'll uh, have this episode come out. And this 
discussion on the crown of life as is mentioned in James chapter 1 verse 12 um, will probably to many believers bring up memories and thoughts about other crowns that are mentioned particularly in the New Testament. For example, we have the imperishable crown that's mentioned in 1 Corinthians 9. We have the crown of rejoicing in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 19. The crown of righteousness in 2 Timothy 4, 8. The crown of glory in 1 Peter 5, 4. And then this one, um, the crown of life in James 1, 12. And so uh, we're honing in on that one. And I think for us to be able to understand what that is, and there's probably uh, several different ways that people through the years have applied and thought about the, the crown of, of life. And so we want to think about it um, in the context in which James has written in for us in chapter 1. But before we get actually into that um, discussion of that and breaking down the text, Duffy, what do you think? Do you think that the crown of life or the um, crown of rejoicing or the crown of righteousness are literal crowns, or do you think they're figuratively speaking? Um, I, I certainly think that they are figurative. I think they have a literal application, you know, on the on the other side of glory, uh-huh. but I, I don't think that they're real fi- literal crowns. Right. Though he is, interestingly enough, um, I, I do think that he is using a literal um, picture mm-hmm. from that day, the, from first century, uh, first century life. Um, and I think you, you might bring this up later, but the uh, running a race and the crown that a run, or a uh, competitor receives, mm-hmm. the accolade. Mm-hmm. There was a literal, you know, they were they were crowned with something. Right. So I do think he's using that in a literal sense as a, a uh, to cue the mind of the listeners here. In that way, but right, and, and you're yeah. right. In the Greek world, uh, which in the world of the New Testament, they would have had that's right in the Greek games, uh, laurel crowns that they would have put on the competitors as the winners, and so uh, that's the background. Without going into much deeper than that, there's a lot that could be said. But um, in that Greek world, it it was a literal crown that would fade over time and, of course, lose its uh, vitality. Well, it would be an actual uh, live uh, yes. uh, branch yeah. of some kind. Right. You know, it would be a, you know, and it gets cut off from whatever and it placed on the, you know, right. it would die pretty right. quick. Right. right. But I think it would be similar to uh, modern Olympics when people are uh, donned with their uh, their medals. Right. 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 Same concept. Right. Um, so I, I think you're right, though, in saying um, that figuratively, this is what is being spoken about here. Um, though we do sing our songs and we do talk about casting our crowns at Jesus's feet and doing those kinds of things, which I, this is not a knock on that. It's just, um, are they literal or are they figuratively uh, speaking to us about um, how that God has um, uh, awarded to his people uh, righteousness or rejoicing or life, and these represent that. But let's let's look at the text in James chapter... Do you, do you mind if I read it for us? No, no. And then that would, that would give you some time, and yes. you can kind of... I'll set you up for that. So I'm, re- I'm going to read out of the ESV text. 
And I'll just read verses 2 through, do you want me to read through 12? Yes, all the way through 12, please. Yeah, so if you're reading along or listening, uh, this is James chapter 1, verses 2 through 12 in the ESV translation. James writes, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Let the lowly brother boast in his exaltation and the rich in his humiliation, because... Like a flower of the grass, he will pass away. For the sun rises with its scorching heat, withers and withers the grass. Its flower falls, its beauty perishes. So also will the rich man fade away in the midst of his pursuits. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Now, thank you, Duffy. As you alluded earlier, you know, the, the text, when you read it and you get to verse 12 and you're like, well, how is that connected with the things that are said previous? It seems to be... It can be a little disjointed a little bit. Like uh, he seems to be scatterbrained almost. If right, he's... <laughs> right. It, it, it it's a lot like way. the book of Proverbs, you a know. A little bit, a yes. little bit, yeah. 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 So let, let's see how we can bring it together so that I think that it would make sense. Verse 2 begins, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials. And then if you go all the way down to verse 12, blessed is the man who remains steadfast mm-hmm. under trial. There you go. So there's your head and tail or your top and tail. Your your two, um, your main thought that's going to start the text and going to end the text. Yeah, and let me, let me break your thought for one moment. I think this is a helpful thing to point out. What Jason is talking about is just basics of how to read your Bible. Um, whenever you're reading through a larger section of Scripture, clue into rip, repeated words, clue into themes that connect various portions of the of the text you're reading, and that's helpful to interpret and to figure out some of these challenging texts. Right, and so immediately when we read, count it all joy when you meet trials of various kinds. We recognize that this subject matter is going to be trials. In the King James Version, it says temptations, but the Greek root, and it's better to understand it to be a trial, not the temptation that we sometimes, uh, uh, well, not sometimes, we always experience, but the trials. That word carries a different connotation for us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And we know that it's talking about trials because it mentions this testing and this proving and what it produces. So all that to say, we're talking about trials, and there's some things that immediately jump out to us when we think about trials. Number one, it says when you meet trials of various kinds. So we know inevitably trials are going to come to our life. And we experience them in all kinds of different ways, different degrees, different emotions, different circumstances, different causes. But this text is talking about trials that come to us unexpectedly, trials outside of our own doing. Sometimes we create our own trials by the decisions that we make, the words that we say. 
But this is talking particularly about trials that come to us unexpectedly, that are um, risky, that are deadly, that are dangerous, that are hurtful and painful. And then that would be the second thing that we can take from um, the text immediately when we talk about trials is that it has a purpose. Because it says to us in verse 3, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And so there's a, a reason, uh, if there's a purpose. It's not just random. I was speaking with someone this week, and I reminded them, uh, remember that God doesn't do anything frivolously or carelessly. There's a purpose behind what happens. And that is so hard as a Christian it is. to wrap our, to sink our teeth in. It's, it's like a piece of gristle. We want to just spit it out. It's not good, you know. Right. It can't. That can't be true. No. No. Nobody anticipates. That's well, right. I should um, expects um, to um, have great benefit from trials. You know, we just don't go to a trial thinking about that, or we go through a trial expect thinking, "What's the benefit going to be? This is going to be good." You know. That's right. We just um, we dread them. We fear them. We're not looking forward to them at all, but. I think after establishing that we're talking about those trials that come to us unexpectedly, that it gives us in these verses the attitudes that we ought to have. There you go. And the first, it gives us perspective. Yes. Uh, uh, it it keeps us from being tossed to and fro. <laughs> yes. Exactly right. So the the verses two, three, and four give us the attitudes that the believer ought to have when we meet or fall into or experience these different trials. And by the way, it is various or manifold trials. There's all kinds of trials. But the first attitude is to count it all joy. So that is to calculate it, to um, um, work it out, to think through it, calculate carefully, count it all joy. It doesn't mean that every trial is going to be joyful. And it doesn't mean that you have to just pretend like it's not difficult and just put on a pretty face for it. Right. That is not at all what he's saying. Right. You just have to fake it till you make it. You know, no, absolutely not. Right. God has brought this in your life for some reason, not just to, you know, and a lot of times I think we can have this, uh, this like we have brought it upon ourselves and God is like chastising us for something. And that, I, I mean, of course, God does discipline his children. But I don't know that that should always be our first thought. I think that that, can be, that that might come up later as we've evaluated what's going on. But I think the Lord has, you know, he brings trial into our life in a refining way. We, this metaphor of gold in the refining <laughs> process, right? Right. And that's, that's the calculating or counting that this trial, though it's painful, though there are tears, though there's not joy in the moment, that it does have a purpose, that has a reason. In fact, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 34 says this, For you had compassion on those in prison, and you joyfully accepted the plundering of your property mm. since you knew that you yourselves had a better possession and wow. an abiding one. So That's you, a great, great tie-in here. Yes, you joyfully accepted Yes. Uh, why? Because the writer of Hebrews says, because you knew you had a better possession. There's something better than yeah. our material earthly possessions. And that would, I mean, even go as far as our relationships. Sometimes a, a trial that we experience is a, 
uh, a rift in a, a personal relationship that, you know, God may have brought something that uh, maybe that relationship needs to be dissolved in one sense. And uh, you have been fighting for it, and God has brought a trial to kind of separate that. And we think it's a bad thing, and it's actually a good thing. And there's all, you know, it right. could, we could go on and on and on and they, uh, with those, those types of things. Just as those um, original Hebrew letter readers um, were admonished or encouraged, I should say, um, that they had joyfully accepting even the plundering of their goods because they knew they had a better possession. So this text in James that we're looking at says the same thing that yes. you know that the testing of your faith produce or creates or accounts steadfastness that steadfastness that that endurance that uh, perseverance that's right yeah and that's where we you know we affirm the doctrines of grace here at, uh, at believers and um, we we know that God uh, gives what he requires and we are called to persevere, and he enables us for that. He, he gives us the strength. He's given us the Holy Spirit to carry us through. And these trials, although they can be really daunting and really difficult at times, um, we will have what we need to endure and That's to right. persevere. In fact, in verse 12, the verse that we're honing in on at the end when we're talking about the crown of life says, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast. The same thing that we're reading there in verse 1, 2, and 3. That's exactly right. So the attitude then for us as we go through trials is to count it all joy and to know that this testing, this trial produces steadfastness. And then steadfastness will have its full effect. That is, it creates Christian character. It creates holiness, Christ-likeness in us. Right. So, so when we're breaking down this text and trying to get to the understanding of the crown of life, the first thing we're going to see is the attitudes that a Christian has in trials. And then beginning in verses 5, 6, 7, and 8, and we're not going to spend time on these, just know that what we have here, what James explains, are the spiritual resources for meeting those trials. He says in verse 5 that we have wisdom and that we can ask God for that wisdom, and God generously gives that, and he does it without reproach, or as the King James says, without upbraiding us, that is, you know, meeting us with a club or um, an attitude of, don't bother me, why are you doing this? So this resource of wisdom, this resource of prayer, this resource of verse 6, faith that is mentioned, and then we don't... Um, have doubt and tossed about uh, by the wind. So these then become for the believer who's going through a trial. Not only do we have those attitudes that we've mentioned in verses 2 through 4, but now we see the spiritual resources that are given to us in 5 through 8. Then verses 9, 10, and 11, there's a couple of examples that are given by James of these various or manifold trials. And there's one example of a poor brother, and there's one example of a rich brother. And being poor can be a, di- a trial, or being rich can be a trial. You're in your uh, lack, you can complain and murmur and uh, feel sorry for yourself, self-pity. Uh, you can manipulate to try to gain something for yourself. 
being rich you causes can, anxiety and yes, worry. Yes, and, and boasting, a boasting, and <laughs> reliance upon something. Two other ditches than God. to fall into. Right, right. right. Interesting so, there. Yeah. yeah. So this is the two examples that yeah. James gives us. It's very specific examples of trials. And we've already been given the attitudes that we should have. We've already been given the resources that we should have. And so finally, now we come to the verse that uh, we want to focus in on as we talk about the crown of life. So James writes, blessed or happy or fulfilled or satisfied in God is the man who remains steadfast under trial. Remember that the trial produces that. And if you remain steadfast... Under that trial, for when he has stood the test, so you've come through the trial, you've been tested, you've been forged, as it were, by fire. I think you used that phrase earlier, Duffy. When you come through, then you will receive the crown of life. So the idea, I think, is that is being conveyed here by James is as we go through life, we're going to experience all kinds of trials. And we're actually spo- uh, we're supposed to expect it. Yes. Christ yes. himself, our shepherd, told us, if the world hates me, it will hate you. Right. And that, that's just one aspect. Yes. <laughs> right. Because remember, the context of this is falling into trials or that's experiencing right. this trials is, outside of your making. That's right. This is, uh, in a sense, spiritual warfare in, in one sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, you being a Christian uh, in, in, in the context of James there. So this is... There's so many things that could be brought into play there. Right. So I didn't mean to stop your train of thought. No, no, no. So, <laughs> so many have, things running through my mind there. Right. The outward trials that come to us unexpectedly. That's right. That's right. Um, the inward trials that we create for ourselves. And again, all of these can be um, of heartache and tragedy and discouraging. And uh, so none of this is minimizing the emotion of a trial or the thought processes, the anxiety, the the sleepless night. None of this is minimizing that. It's just saying, here's the attitudes that you ought to have. Here are the resources that are given for us. And then if you endure to the end, you can expect to receive a crown of life. And God has promised to give that crown of life to those who love him. So God has promised it. So really, when you boil all this down, Duffy, um, this th- the burden of this text is one of encouragement because we're going to, as you said, expect the trials. We can know they're going to come. They're going to come in various ways, various times, mostly inconvenient times of mostly our lives. Mostly inconvenient, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Lord, it would be nice if you could throw yeah. us a couple of softballs here and there. <laughs> right. Can we schedule this one when Can I'm a little ske- better prepared? <laughs> but but it's a the burden of the text then is for us to be encouraged, to have patient endurance, to be steadfast, yeah. to persevere yep. with the expectation that when we do that, we're going to experience uh, God's approval, His divine approval, that we have persevered to the end. Yeah, and that's that's part of, that comes into our doctrine of uh, being adopted as sons and daughters. We have the Father's love, acceptance, approval. Uh, you know, as a as a father would reward a child, not because the child is in danger of l- being kicked out of the family, but just out of pure grace and mercy and love for that child. Mm-hmm. They're they're given uh, as a, a father would give to his child. These, right. these are, it's just a wonderful thing. 
Uh, I can't help but think that James must have had Psalm 1 on his mind when he wrote this to the Christians. Psalm chapter 1, see if you recognize this. Blessed is the man. James chapter 1, verse 12. Blessed is the man, Psalm 1, who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. The man is steadfast under trial. The man in Psalm chapter 1, he is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit uh, in its season. Its leaf does not wither, and all he does, he prospers. Mm -hmm. I mean, this had to have been uh, at least a thought for James, that this man is pursuing his God. He, uh, he is planted in assurance, planted in security that he is, he is uh, a child of God and that whatever comes, he can persevere because it is the grace of God that has given the strength to do that. Yeah, he can, he can look, not only he, but you and I, we, we can look hopefully to the future. Absolutely. And, um, you know, you mentioned at the beginning of the episode um, health issues. You know, since 2020, I think I've had several things going on. Uh, one of those being um, a heart um, rate that is accelerated, and it comes unexpectedly at different times. Maybe there are certain triggers that trigger that at different times, but then vertigo. And yeah. so both of these things, and I never know when these are going to hit me. And yesterday, my heart was just out of control. This would have been... Um, we're in middle of August. We're in the middle of August. Yeah. And then, uh, today, this morning I was attacked by the vertigo Oh no! and, you know, I didn't even come to yeah. the office yeah. until midday because I just, I couldn't function. Yeah. Um, now I feel great and feel much better and I can go through the rest of the day and, uh, that's we're recording obvious. an episode here. Right. Praise the Lord for that. Right. But my point in all that is thinking, Lord, when can we get past these things that are just driving me insane um, because I don't know when it's going to hit me. And I don't know how long it's going to last when it does hit me. And, you know, I've got my... You've my got your calendar. calendar and it's and, packed. And it's packed. Right. And you, you can't just sit around for half a day. Right. <laughs> how inconvenient, right? right. <laughs> and so what, it, what yeah. James tells me, but the Holy Spirit says through James, Jason, count it all joy because yep. this is producing steadfastness yep. and you can be hopeful for the future because there's going to be a time when there's no more vertigo and there's no more heart racing and there's no more tears. There's no more frustration. There's no more calendar. All of those things, right? And you will hear, welcome home, son. Yes. Praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Come, Lord, quickly, right? Yeah, right? Is that our prayer? Right, right. right. Well, uh, do you have any last closing thoughts? Uh, th this has been a good, I think, first episode back for a new season. Uh, really, really good encouraging text from the book of James. And I think one of our uh, Sunday school classes right now is going through James this fall and probably yes. through the beginning of next year. That's right. So that wasn't even planned. Uh, so if you've been in class, check this episode out and, you know, that that's let it be helpful for you. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. What, you have any closing thoughts? No, again, just um, recognize that um, this does... Um, Push us to perseverance. That's right. And so, believer, stay the course. Brother, sister in Christ, continue. Don't lose hope. Don't give up. I, I don't know who might be listening, and you may be going through the most severe trial that you've ever endured in your Christian life. Um, and 
I'm I'm sorry for that. Yes. But but take these words from James, and hopefully they can be of help to you and encouragement, and uh, persevere. Yeah, and don't forget, Christian, uh, you are given the gift of the Comforter, the Holy Spirit. Uh, James is not saying to do this in your own willpower. Cling to Christ in your trial. Be steadfast. Uh, pray for the grace of God to be poured out upon you so that you may continue. And find some folks to rally with you if you are experiencing a trial right now. Uh, lean into your church family if you're a member here at Believers or elsewhere. Uh, don't be isolated. Persevere. Keep on. Stay the course. Well, that wraps up our episode today. Thank you for listening in again. And again, like I've said, we're excited to kick off a new season of the podcast. So stay tuned for more episodes weekly on Tuesdays. We hope this episode's been a blessing to you. But before we go, don't forget to please like and share this podcast. It'll be up on social media, uh, on our church Facebook page. Uh, the podcast recording is on Podbean, and you can look, at, look it up if you have a web browser. And so it's very easily accessible. Share this episode. Share other episodes with folks if you think would be helpful for them. We would be greatly appreciative of that. Lastly, if you have a question, I mentioned it at the beginning. If you have a question for us or something to discuss on the podcast in the future, you can go to our website, bbcemory.org. Again, that's bbcemory.org. And go to the media tab, and there's a box at the bottom of the page that you can submit us a question or a topic to address. And as usual, grace and peace be with you all.